0: You're listening to the Business Spotlight exclusively on the Pod Station.
1: Uh, welcome, everyone, to episode two of the Business Spotlight podcast. The purpose of this show is to give you guys, the listeners, some tips and advice within different areas of expertise so you can try and use them to your advantage. It started off on the back of this current coronavirus pandemic and the fact that a lot of people will be having to put out fires either they've never come across before or they would never anticipated and having some extra little insights might just give them a little bit of a better chance of avoiding them or resolving them without it it causing too much damage. Last time on the previous show, we had IT expert Sarah Webb on. Uh, This week, we're going on a slightly different tangent. We're going down the financial route. We have um, Kate Lonsdale from Class Accountants, who is going to give us some specialist accountancy advice to help you understand what your options are available, whether you be a business who's been predominantly affected by Uh, this outbreak uh, whether you've had to shut down completely whether you're still able to trade but ultimately your customers have disappeared off the face of the earth or indeed whether it's actually quite a prosperous time for you by virtue of what you do for a living so there's going to be loads of really useful tips um kate i should introduce you at this point Uh, it's very nice for you to give us your time and obviously your expertise how are you doing
2: hi mark yeah nice to be here thank you for asking
1: I presume you're nice and busy at the moment because everyone's asking for all the things they probably could have done months ago, but suddenly need to uh, <laughs> apply for all the things we're going to go through in a minute.
2: We are, yes, lots of inquiries, yeah, lots of additional work come through but I'm not complaining.
1: No, indeed. <laughs> um, okay, right. So I suppose we'll we'll start with this being very coronavirus centric. It's more going to be a case about what's available to people at the moment what they might need to have in place to apply for those things and ultimately what they might need to be thinking about so that in the future they're positioned correctly to keep their business going in whatever direction they were hoping to to go in um I think I've kept that suitably vague so that I don't sound like I'm going to get things wrong. <laughs> uh, hopefully you're going to clarify it. So I guess the first port of call is, well, where do we start? It's a mammoth situation, an economic crisis that certainly our generation have never, never come across before. Right. I, I suppose the first start is what kind of issues are people contacting you over at the moment and what are their main concerns?
2: I suppose the, the main uh, calls that we're getting are from self-employed people whose businesses have completely dried up and uh, they, they're not allowed to go into people's homes or they're not allowed to go out and about and, and that, you know, they just can't work at the moment. So um, for those type of self-employed workers, and predominantly sole trader workers, the government have offered um, support, uh, the small, uh, small business self-employed income support scheme. So, for that, they are uh, the government are looking at what the individual has earned over the last three years and are, are going to pay 80% of their average monthly profits. And um, now, people don't have to have been working for the last three years, they may well have just become self employed in the last 12 18 months or so. Um, unfortunately, if it's been after uh, April 2019. Um, government are pointing you towards the um, universal credit because they can't measure how much you've been earning because it's been such a short space of time. So if you submitted a 2019 tax return all before, then they will measure the 80% of your profits from those figures. Um, they have extended the deadline for the 2019 submission of a tax return in case you missed the 31st of January. Deadline and the the deadline for that is now the twenty fourth of April. So if you haven't put your tax return in for twenty nineteen, you can do so before the twenty fourth of April.
1: Okay. When you say profits, what what do you mean? Because uh, I guess there's a a, a so, question you know, over is this before or after you've paid outgoings? Is it <laughs> this is also what you declared? <laughs> um So <laughs> what what what, right. what, do, what do we mean by profit? So,
2: so it's your income less your expenses. So it's basically your, your bottom line figure. So it's the figure you've paid tax on.
1: And what if the business hasn't made any profit?
2: There's nothing there for them to um, to calculate the 80% on as such. So um, if it's in a loss-making situation, um, then the, the, obviously it, it may well have fluctuated over a three-year period, in which case it will be an average of the three. Uh, but if unfortunately it is in that loss making position, then they won't be able to, um, to use obviously a figure to calculate the, the 80% on, in which case you'll be pointed in the direction of um, the other options available, which are the, um, the universal credit and or potentially a business interruption loan, which is another option.
1: Has that application process opened yet?
2: Well, what's happening with that is HMRC are contacting each individual separately, and they have said that that money won't be available until June. So it's to give them a chance to open the, the system for you to be able to apply for that. Uh, one thing to say with this is that it actually will be a taxable grant. So if you apply for this grant and, you, uh, and they will pay up to £2,500 a month, it will be backdated. So it will be March, April and May, £2,500 a month maximum. And if you take advantage of that, you, it will be recorded on your tax return and you will pay tax on that as income for next year. So, as I say, at the moment, it's not readily available. It will be June before that's available.
1: What sort of documentation and paperwork are these businesses or these self-employed people likely to need in order to apply for the grants?
2: With it being based on the last three years' tax returns, HMRC have the information already. So they will be in contact with you. I suspect it may be by email, Um, and once that comes through, They will um, be giving you the figure that you can claim because that will be calculated based on the information they hold and you'll be asked to apply Uh, on that application. I expect you will have to sign a disclaimer, one thing or another, uh, and you will have to fill in your bank details. I expect it will be pretty straightforward.
1: For the people who are self-employed but have no profits to declare for whatever reason that might be, it might be you, your business was too young or it wasn't making any money you mentioned the tax credit the universal tax credits what what do they need to do in order to get universal those
2: credit. okay in order to do that you need to go onto the gov.uk website and apply for your tax uh, for the universal credit uh, you'll be taken through a lengthy application form um, and then you will um, open a journal and within that journal every time you log in it will give you an update as to where your case is up to um, if you are in a position where you need to draw some money urgently, there is a, uh, a loan option, a crisis loan type option, where they'll pay around a thousand pounds to you. Um, that will come to you usually within the first week, um, but that will be that will be deducted from your weekly allowance once your universal credit has been um, has been processed. Okay. So it comes out monthly, I think. It's it's about uh, over, over like a twelve month period, so it's paid back that thousand pound over a twelve month period. I'd just been worth mentioning also that um, if you're self-employed and you have a uh, payment on account usually due on the 31st of July, uh, that the uh, government are allowing you to um, defer that payment to the 31st of January 2021. If you pay a payment on account, if you're self-employed and you pay a payment on account, usually you pay that in January and July. So if you are due to pay a payment on account as at the 31st of July, they are allowed to defer that to the 31st of January 2021. Other things for self-employed people to consider is whether or not you can get support for your household bills, like your council tax. Uh, You can get council tax support, but you have to contact your local authority for that. Um, You can uh, speak to your landlord or your mortgage company about mortgage holidays, uh, rent holidays. Speak to your loan and credit card companies to see whether or not they can give you a payment holiday. Um, and also check if you have any business continuity insurance or income protection insurance that might cover you uh, for this period as well.
1: And um, What about if people, quite often when people get a tax bill, they're, all, they're paying tax in a, Is there anything they can do about that?
2: Yeah, that's right. So um, I, I just mentioned before there that ordinarily there would be a payment on account due on the 31st of July. Um, now, the government has said that you can defer that until the 31st of January. So there's no need to pay that on the 31st of July.
1: Okay, so that's just another way in which people can try and batten down the hatches a little bit. What about businesses then? Because that those are self-employed people. So, oh, I, in fact, there's a question there. Um, when you say self-employed people, what type of people are you specifically mentioning? Because what's the difference between a self-employed person and, say, a business?
2: Yeah, well, that one, that that in particular, that that section I was talking about, there was self-employed, sole trader businesses. Um, but obviously, you can have a self-employed person that owns a limited company, be a director of a company. Um, so that th- those instances are slightly different. Um, from what I've I've read and, and my understanding is that um, directors predominantly will take a kind of a basic salary and a dividend from a, a limited company. A uh, majority of, of directors kind of pay themselves in that process. Unfortunately, HMRC will not pay out the 80% uh, grant on a dividend, um, which then leads a director then to look at other options. So if you're a director of a limited company and you draw yourself a wage from that limited company, you can, if you are unable to work, furlough yourself as a director. um, And if you're furloughed, you can claim 80% of your average monthly wage.
1: Well, wow. uh, presumably, though, that would mean that you wouldn't be able to do any work if you've filled yourself within your own business.
2: Yeah, that's correct. The only work you're allowed to do is anything that you're legally obligated to do, such as companies' house administration, uh, accounts, HMRC. So, as, as a fellow director, but they're the only type of that's the only type of work you're supposed to be doing.
1: At this juncture, people who are self-employed, so they are directors, or or sole traders, or partnerships as well. I assume they all fall into that. Bracket.
2: Yeah, partnership. The partnership would fall into the sole trader uh, type bracket. In that, the profits that have been declared on the tax return from the partnership, that would be what would, what would be based uh, their income would be based on. Now,
1: there is financing available, or there is financial support available for businesses as well. What what sort of things are there for those to tap into?
2: Yeah, so, that, so from a business point of view, if you have uh, workers, if you have staff working for you, uh, and your staff are unable to work because of this, you can furlough them. Um, that is in the process of being, um, uh, basically furloughing means that they can't do any work at all. They can't answer an email, they can't do networking, they can't uh, answer phone calls. They basically are doing no work for, for the company um, uh, or, 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 or the business. Um, that's... Um, means if you if you furlough your staff, you can pay them. The government, sorry, will pay them eighty percent of their average monthly wage. In order to get this, they need to have been on the pro payroll as at the end of February. And if they were on the payroll PAYE scheme at the end of February, then you can you can't obtain this eighty uh, percent of their average monthly wage. Um, HMRC are about to open the portal for the processing of this. Uh, they've said the 20th of April, but also we're just waiting on confirmation of that. Once that portal is open, you can um, process your pay, your, your, your staff, your payroll as being furloughed back from the 1st of March, and the government will pay the staffs 80% of the staff's wages for March, April, and May at the moment. Um, I think there is call to maybe extend that through into June, um, but I haven't had confirmation of that at the moment.
1: And if it does need to extend beyond May, do we think it'll be a bit bit of a quicker turnaround to apply and get the money than has been the case thus far? Because the infrastructure will be in place.
2: That's right. Yeah, the infrastructure should be in place as of the twentieth. So once that's in place, we'll be able to process March and Aprils in at the same time, and then next month May's will be processed. And then- you know as i say the longer it goes on for the infrastructure will be there to be able to process going forward uh, they have said that the money should go directly into the business's bank account uh, within a few days of them processing the application through the hmrc portal
1: so the the furlough scheme is very much geared towards trying to support your staff and to cover the salaries mm-hmm. so far as you're able um to 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 avoid letting them go really uh, what about the businesses themselves because yep. their overheads don't stop just because they're not able to trade at the minute? What What's available to them at the moment? Uh,
2: that's right. So if you um, have a, a premises um, and you um, are in, eligible for small business rates relief, um, you can get a, a one-time grant of £10,000 from your local authority. Uh, to obtain that, you need to go onto the local authority website and fill in the application. Um, to do that, you need to give a bank statement, confirm or, or provide a copy of your bank statement, confirm your bank details and uh, recent bills or, or some proof of trading as at the 11th of March um, and just complete in the application form. They, local authorities are paying that out within about 7 to 10 days at the moment. Um, so that, that's the, the, the business grant side of things. There are different rates available depending on your business and depending on the rateable value of your business. Um, so, uh, uh, in particular for retail, hospitality and leisure businesses, you can get a, a grant of £25,000. But again, they, they depend on your um, the rateable value of your property. Have a passion,
0: hobby, or expertise and want to share it with the world, why not do a podcast? The Podstation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin, to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash station dash packages. And remember, those with passion, podcast.
1: Presumably, some people have got to be slightly careful about applying for these grants. Uh, There are some people who obviously have these... um, Uh, They they have registered addresses within office buildings, there might be virtual offices, presumably those people don't fall into that category and, and it's a case of showing that you actually go there and do work there physically, whether it be a shop or an office.
2: Yeah, well, um, what to, in, to enable uh, a business to get this, they should be um, they should receive a letter. They should be having a letter every year anyway from the local authority, just which just outline what their rateable value is and the fact that they're in a business rates due because of small business rates relief. So on that letter, there will be a reference number, and that reference number they will need to enable to enable them to get this grant.
1: And is this grant for a certain period? Is it intended to cover for a three month period in the same way as the furlough uh, scheme you described earlier, or is there going to be some sort of indication that it might be there might be further grants if this gets extended further? Am I asking you questions you don't know the answer to at the minute?
2: Yeah, no. No, it's fine. I haven't seen uh, any indication that it will be uh, increased or extended. Uh, at the moment, it's a, it's a one-off, and I assume it's just to cover you know overheads, um, bills that need to be paid whilst the the business isn't trading. Um, it, they they haven't particularly specified that um, that it's it, it's for one or, or one type of company as such. It, it's open to everybody. This everybody that's entitled that to small business rate relief or agricultural rate relief. Okay. You're,
1: And it's not just grant schemes that are available. There are business loans that people can also tap into. Although I suppose there's a few more questions I might have on this because it doesn't necessarily seem that it's as straightforward or uh, the people who are working within the system are necessarily doing it the way that they're supposed to be doing it. And that's causing some difficulties. Mm So I think we'll start with what, what options are available to businesses.
2: Uh, on, on on the uh, the business interruption Loan scheme um that they are uh, offering uh, the the government are offering a backing of 80 percent of any loan taken through the business interruption sc- loan scheme um and they're through the british business bank and within that there's 42 different banks participating in the scheme you can have loads of anywhere between £25,000 and five million pounds Um, but each bank has different criteria. Uh, I understand from a colleague, John, that uh, he's been dealing with a lot of these applications at the moment that the criteria are um, are changing by the day, uh, so it, in in effect, in, in the past, it would be a company that's been traded for a minimum of twelve months or potentially two years. Some of the criteria change, and the, and the wanting companies have been trading for four years. Uh, so it is literally just d- depends on the company that's applying and the bank and their different criteria. So John might be able to give a bit more insight into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I,
1: it's, I should mention that that the, there's a second arm. It's the class financial advice that you John Bollison's probably the better person he was hoping to join us at some point and hopefully if he does we can throw a few more questions but some of the the, the issues are I guess it is ultimately alone isn't it I think people need to be reminded of the fact that these are loans. so um the people who are loaning the money need to be convinced that you are able to repay those sums that they lend. And so that would lend itself to the kind of criteria you're talking about.
2: Yeah, that's right. They, um, they, the, the business needs to be continuing, obviously, and it needs to prove a continued um, uh, kind of pattern of what happened happen after this period of time. So cash flow forecasts and uh, obviously previous sales um, figures, uh, previous accounts, say minimum two years usually, um, but then potential cash flow forecasts going forward just to show what they expect will happen. Uh, I suppose at the moment there is a little bit of the unknown because we're not sure really sure how long this lockdown is going to carry on for and social distancing and one thing and another, but I think the bank need to be reasonably, ha- reasonably happy that these loans, repayments can be made by the business and I think maybe that would be why they, they are a little bit stricter with this criteria at the moment.
1: What's the rumours about the personal guarantees that are being asked? I I understood the scheme was supposed to be intended well well, going by my very basic knowledge, usually anything over sort of twenty or thirty thousand pounds normally requires a personal guarantee by the business owner anyway. I think this scheme was supposed to circumvent that issue because of the circumstances by which they might require mm-hmm. that finance. Uh, has there been any indication that the banks are still asking for the personal guarantees? Because the government did say they were going to try and step in on that.
2: Yeah, I say, if it is through the business interruption scheme that the government have agreed to back 80% of these loans. However, I mean, I saw one come through yesterday for a client of mine that was still asking for a personal guarantee. So uh, I think, again, it just depends on the bank and it depends on the criteria of that bank.
1: And would you be recommending that people uh, come and speak to their accountants, the likes of yourself, before they start to look at whether or not the loan scheme is something that they want to pursue? Because, as we said at the outset, this is a loan. You're going to have to pay it back. There needs to be some sort of financial provisions, either in terms of planning to be able to uh, include this in, part of your outgoings in the future whether or not you need to understand how that might impact you on tax liabilities in the future etc
2: yeah i think it's um it's definitely worth having a chat with your account and from an affordability point of view it might need might be that they um, need to put a cash flow together just to make sure the business can afford that and you need to be looking at worst and best case scenarios really if you're looking at a worst case scenario um, cash flow can the business still afford to pay that loan back
1: Because I think there are some businesses certainly that I've come across just in my normal day-to-day life who are contemplating the business loan schemes. But actually, it's more to try and patch a hole in the boat, Mm -hmm. uh, which probably isn't necessarily the best way of doing it because you might ultimately end up getting yourself into hotter water, so to speak.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, typically these loans are paid back over a five-year period. So if you're planning ahead, and you, you know, at the, at the moment we're hoping that this will we will come through the other side of this in six months' time and try and get back to normal trading. Um, if you, uh, at that point, then can um, you can see that this loan can be repaid back over the next five years fill the gap i suppose um but it is definitely worth doing those sums and planning ahead for for this um but also looking at other options you know a lot of um uh, companies that are supplying businesses are giving payment holidays and it's always worth checking with see what your overheads are and checking with those suppliers that uh, to see whether or not they will give you a break for a few months and and whether you can uh, cut some of your overheads in the meantime, so you don't actually have to 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 take out that loan um, and, uh, and then put yourself into that extra liability position.
1: Okay, so that's businesses uh, done tick. Yes. So charities, is there anything out there for them at the minute to help?
2: Yeah, there are different. There are various different schemes. Going back to the um, the, the grants, the business grants, uh, the business rates grants that are available. Um, any uh, charity that has a rateable value of less than fifty one thousand um, pound, ordinarily would have got a discount for business rates anyway, with it being a charity. Um, so, but they are also eligible for the uh, the local grant that businesses are available for. Um, so that's something that they can apply for this ten thousand pound business um, rate relief grant
1: I presume they could also furlough staff
2: yeah they can also yeah they can also furlough staff uh, they will get the 80 percent of their wages paid if they are on a payroll scheme
1: so what about the property sector because you have a particular specialty within the property sector um, you do quite a lot with landlords and the like um, <laughs> I suppose probably one of their biggest issues is if they have a mortgage on a property and they're reliant upon the payment of rent in order to meet those mortgage payments. uh, What can they be doing?
2: Yeah. So we we have had quite a few inquiries recently um, about uh, about this, and the mortgage companies, the majority of mortgage companies, are allowing a three month mortgage holiday, uh, mortgage payment holiday, uh, to to allow for the fact that um, they're. That tenants might be affected by COVID nineteen and not be able to pay. Um, what I will say with this is, because of the furlough scheme, um, a lot of workers should be getting the kind of eighty uh, percent wage. Uh, that, that, so, so I would always have that conversation with your tenants just to see what their situation, even if they were to pay something to you. Um, you know that that's that's uh, something to, to kind of bear in mind. Um, the The rental side of things, because I had this inquiry yesterday from a client and they said, well, if I don't get my rent, um, but I continue to pay my mortgage, then do I get any tax relief on that? Well, actually, if you aren't receiving the rent, then you won't be paying the tax on that rent because you haven't actually received it, if that makes sense. So ordinarily, you'd receive 12 months worth of rent. You may only receive nine this year. So you only pay uh, the tax on the nine-month rent. So that's that kind of thing. The rental income on on a self-assessment tax return... Uh, to my knowledge, it isn't classed as um, an as income You can obtain the 80% uh, self-employed business uh, the scheme.
1: One of the big key things that I guess property owners, certainly those in the rental market, need to bear in mind is that if they're not receiving rent, number one, they need to try and build a dialogue with their tenant because if when these schemes kick in, and it might, as you've just mentioned before, it might not be yet that they've received that money so it could be in the coming weeks that they will get it but they should get it in a way where they should be able to bring up any arrears to date Um, if possible they're better off trying to keep on top of their own mortgage payments if they can afford to do it not to be reliant upon the rent they should look at the rent coming in as a a bonus because they don't want to land themselves in a, a mortgage arrears and then have to chase for rent arrears, which they might not be able to get back if ultimately they become a, a bad debtor. That it will affect their tax returns, but in a positive way if ultimately they don't get the rent. So that should be a, a positive. Actually, that brings me on to a, another question, which is um, of course, you mentioned the tax returns, and um, people sometimes are, are due for rebates when they get tax returns. Uh, presumably that's something that they can be, people can be looking to try and tap into, particularly self-employed people who, who might have found it quite hard to get the, the, the self-employed funds that they would have otherwise been looking to try and recover.
2: Yeah, so anybody that may have gone into self-employment recently, uh, they may have employed beforehand and paid tax in their employment, then moved across into self-employment. Um, the, those are always, always worth trying to do your tax return. The the, uh, the tax year ended on the 5th of April. Uh, so anytime from 6th of April onwards, we can submit uh, tax returns to HMRC. In particular, CIS workers who have 20% deducted at source, uh, they'll be entitled to a rebate. Uh, so anybody CIS should be getting the tax returns in asap it's usually at least a couple of thousand pounds that they can get back by way of a rebate uh anybody that was part employed, part self-employed it'd be worth looking at doing the tax return and anybody else that may think they're due any tax but they've paid tax in the year and uh, maybe gone into retirement uh or just uh, you know not not working anymore uh potentially maybe uh you know come out of employment and, and um, redundancy anything like that it'd be worth having a look to see whether or not they're due a tax rebate
0: here's what else you can find on the pod station johnson and boone solicitors podcast so this is anything from the rent that they have to pay the eviction process what that then means in in terms of the current epidemic and whether people can still afford to pay their rent the bni genesis podcast have you contacted your customer base and some people say oh no no i don't want to bother them okay let's turn this round then so they have spent x amount of pounds with, and you're not telling them now they could get some
2: products cheaper if that was you and you were you were doing that sale on would you be happy well now i'd be really furious
0: find your tribe podcast
1: start by doing a list of the clients you want to target be specific focusing on a particular service. Don't try and target everybody because a scattergun approach is really difficult to manage.
0: Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk
1: Now, we've talked very doom and gloom. Not everything is doom and gloom because some people, by virtue of the services they offer, are in quite high demand at the minute. Um, We both know a couple of people who are totally up the wall trying to deal with the the demand for their services. Um, do people need to be planning for tax and, well, I suppose growth of their business in the future with this? Because if they are in high demand, they're presumably are going to be making money and therefore that money will be profit and that profit will be taxable. And, okay, at the minute, and I, I, I don't want to sound too... Um, Underhand about the way I describe this, but w- ultimately, uh, if they're making lots of money now, and the government are handing out lots of money at the minute to help those people who are struggling. Uh, those coffers are going to need to be replenished by the government in some way, shape or form and one assumes those who are making profit at the minute are going to be top of the list to help contribute towards that black hole. Uh, So are there things that they could or should be thinking about at this stage to try and mitigate it to a degree so that they don't get an overly undue tax bill?
2: Yes, certainly. Um, I mean, just, just before I go into that in a bit more detail, I just wanted to also say that HMRC at the moment are giving uh, holidays for payment of VAT um, up until June quarter and any quarter for the next um, up until the end of June. You can uh, delay payment of VAT uh, up until the 5th of April 2021. Uh, and also the government are giving time to pay for anybody who has a tax or a tax bill a PAYE bill that is in a a position where they can't pay that at the moment, uh, and for that you need to contact HMRC directly to to arrange that. The VAT one you just don't have to pay it, uh, but with the time to pay scheme you have to contact HMRC directly for that. Uh, In relation to anybody that may be showing large profits and is a little bit worried about potential tax bill that may be coming up at the end of the year, um, uh, there are a couple of different options. Um, Research and development is being pushed um quite hard at the moment by hmrc um, and research and development um claim for anybody who adapts any uh, process service um uh, any product that isn't available off the shelf. Uh, It could be a software package that doesn't do what you need it to do, so you develop it yourself. Uh, It could be a a product that nobody has has launched yet, uh, or or it could be a modification to a product um, to suit your business or to sell on the open market. Uh, So those type of R&D claims, um, you can claim 130% tax relief on top of the cost of that research and development Um, and they are paying out HMRC are paying out within two weeks of you processing that claim and you can get two years on that I've done about four of these in the last couple of weeks uh, and they range anything from about £8,000 rebate up to £80,000 rebate so um, I I, I also did one uh, beginning in March time they've just had they've just had about £80,000 back so it's uh, certainly worth considering whether or not a research and development claim um, is is something that your business could make. Um, One of the other things that we've been looking at is um, is, um, a provision um, for any um, potential claim against your business Uh, And this is an accounting principle, uh, IAS 37, uh, accounting standard, which allows you to make a provision, a claim that may be made against your business in the future. And we do have, uh, uh, we're working with a consultant who can look at this for you and look at and identify any potential liabilities. And if there is something identified, this can be recorded in your accounts. It can be offset against your profit and it can reduce your tax. So it's always worth like having a chat with your accountant about that kind of um, like
1: option. Sorry, you cut out slightly. Then, so just to just to clarify that, when you say a claim, what do you mean? Are you talking like a legal claim?
2: It could be a potential legal claim, potential in something that your your um, your business isn't doing. It could be a compliance issue. the uh, Another thing is to have a look at any potential investment that your business might need to make, whether that be a property or a equipment or or something that will um, will help your business move forward um because if you are cash rich uh you know your, your profits are high you can reinvest those profits into uh, you know new equipment um for your business to then protect it going forward in the future but it's always worth doing that if you have a tax liability that's that's come that's come up there's a annual investment allowance which allows you to claim uh, certainly for any equipment plant machinery 100 of that against your profits
1: so actually, if, if, if you're in a strong position at the minute, it's a great time to, to look to build and invest that money to grow the business, whether it be bringing in new staff, buying in new equipment, because it comes off your tax bill, but actually you are still contributing towards the economy because you're recirculating that wealth to the people who you're buying the things from, you're creating jobs and employment, that sort of thing. Um, what about, uh, there's always a balance with businesses, and I guess that also applies in this case between, obviously, the tax bill you're going to pay and trying to mitigate your tax as so far as you're able, but also being able to show accounts that serve a purpose for if you're going to invest. And by that, I mean, if you're looking to get mortgages or loans in the future, if your your accounts are mitigated too heavily, ultimately the the money that you might need to show that your business can... So I I guess if you're a property developer, um, you need to be able to show that if you're going to want to buy more properties, um, that you have the financial clout to be able to cope with that and so th- there is that balance double-edged sword isn't there between tax mitigation right. b- but also being able yeah. to to show that you can pay what what it is you need to do.
2: That's right there is a kind of fine line between that and it's making sure that your, your company re- remains kind of asset in uh, you know, asset and uh, unable to support any potential growth and, and funding in the future yeah
1: definitely so in terms of advice if people are doing well at this moment in time it's actually probably a, a better tack to really be focusing in on the business and giving it for a, a new lick of paint than it is to be taking the money out at the moment
2: uh, yeah certainly worth looking at definitely you know so if there's something that you're looking to grow in the future and this is the ability to do it then yeah great chance to, to, to
1: look at that yeah fab well i think we've covered quite comprehensively what is a far more complicated topic there's an awful lot we can't go into for uh, reasons like we haven't got all week <laughs> and these things are quite complex and very subjective to people's circumstances so uh, if people do need some advice and do need some help you are obviously the perfect person to go to. How can people get in touch with you?
2: Okay, so my email address is kate l at klasltd.com. Uh, our website is www.klasltd.com. And my mobile number is 07817 263835. Uh, happy for you to contact me if I can be of any assistance. Let me know
1: great so we'll stick all those contact details into these show notes so you can follow those through and and get in touch with kate highly recommend her um you don't just do accountancy services you do also have a, a financial arm so if you do need help with the the loan schemes then you can also get some expert advice there um can they use the same contact details and you'll just put them in touch with the your colleague john yeah no problem Fantastic. Well, if you do have any questions for Kate, uh, if there's anything that we've not touched on, then by all means send an email either to Kate using those details we've just mentioned or you can send an email to spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk and we'll make sure she gets it. Um, If you'd like to nominate your business, to be on the show um if you'd like to give some tips and advice in your area of expertise particularly if it's quite a relevant one at this current moment then just use that same email address um, or get in touch with us on social media We're on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter it's at the pod station um I, th- I think we've done. We've we've rather comprehensively covered all of these things. Uh, it might well be we need to do a follow up show because things are changing quite a lot at the moment. Do do you anticipate there being a massive change? Um, because we uh, we don't even yet know how long this is going to last. No,
2: that's it. I think from what I've read, uh, a lot of businesses are calling out to see whether the furlough three months will be extended, certainly, because um, if you are looking to potentially make redundancies because you don't think your business will recover in this three-month period, usually you have to give a uh, 45-day consultation period. Now, if uh, the government are not paying after the end of May, they will have to be giving that uh, that 45-day notice around this week. Um, so I think a lot of the bigger businesses are calling out for the government to extend the furlough certainly into June. Uh, that's that's one one extension that I'm I'm aware of, but that hasn't yet been confirmed. Um, but but I, I I can see it being things being extended, but you know at the moment we'll just have to wait and see.
1: How do you see this playing out just generally? Because of course the government has spent an awful lot of money that um, during previous. Uh, general election campaigns didn't exist so one assumes it's come from somewhere and will need to be repaid in some form uh i mean presumably tax tax is going to get a bit steep for those who make it they're going to have to claw it back through those kind of things vat increases things like that that's right i
2: mean this the Chancellor hasn't made a secret of the fact that he is looking at, uh, will be looking at reviewing tax rates. Certainly, bringing self-employed tax rates in line with employees. Uh, so yes, I am expecting, as of probably next year, to uh, to see a, a hike in, in various tax rates. yeah, certainly.
1: And the interest rates as well. Uh, they're obviously at ridiculously low levels, which is probably not of great interest for people who. Uh, have savings um, I guess if you're an investor now's a good time to be spending your money on, on investing in stuff rather than leaving it to sit in a, a bank account and earning very little um, do you think the interest rates are going to go up at all or do you think they're going to have to keep them low to keep the economy stimulated
2: yeah, I think they'll stay low for the short term, but certainly, yeah, I can see them increasing potentially next year. So, yeah, we we'll are just, again, it. Uh, yeah, I think it's something that will the uh, Bank of them will be reviewing next year.
1: Well, hopefully, uh, you wouldn't mind coming back and giving us a a follow-up show at some point in the not too distant future when those sorts of landscapes are a bit clearer because nobody knows what the hell happening from one day to the next at the moment. So it was probably slightly unfair of me to even ask you those questions. Um, But, of course, it's no fun if we can't speculate (laughs) and then look back to see how close we got to getting it right, Um, particularly with something so ridiculously unprecedented. Um, Well, thank you very much for your time, Kate. That's been fantastic. Hopefully you guys have all found it of use as well. Um, As I say, you can check out the other show that we did Um, previous to this which was about it and sort of followed a similar level of of advice and tips on what you need to be doing at this moment in time so kate thank you very much for your time um and
2: uh,
1: hopefully business continues to be good for you thank you
2: thanks very much
1: all right see you later guys bye now
0: if you'd like to submit your business to be on the show, simply email spotlight at thepodstation.co.uk or message us on social media at The Pod Station, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. Get social at The Pod on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk